Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Season 4, Episode 2 of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And this week, we are joined by a very special guest who, well, let's just say, is all that. I hope she doesn't hate us for saying that. She plays Sean's longtime crush and eventual girlfriend. Give it up for Abigail Lytar, a.k.a. the incredible Rachel Lee Cook. I'm also going to add... This was one of our favorite episodes and one of our favorite interviews. It's so fun. Enjoy. I'm so flattered that you guys called and I'm honored to be here and I'm so excited to be here. And I I had so much fun rewatching this episode, you guys. I'm so excited to get into it. <laughs> We're so, excited too. So Rachel, I had fun rewatching this too. It sounds like, Rachel, that you are ready to podcast the shit out of it with us. I I really think I am, Tim. I mean like almost all of the shit. Like I am just like, let's just I mean, like, it's, it's through she's ready computer to podcast screen. all of the shit out of this. Yes. I mean, it, it's through a computer screen, but I can really feel how ready you are to podcast the shit out of it. Because I know Maggie 100% is. 100% correct read, Tim. 100%. Good. I love but, it. We're really all on the same page. It, we, we just signed on, what, a few minutes ago? And look at us. We are like, we're all on the same podcasting the shit out of it page. Ladies, you both look gorgeous. It's so nice to be here and see you. I, I hope everyone is joining Patreon because they'll get to see the glory that is our beautiful guests and my yeah. co-host. Rachel, you look Thank stunning. Thank you, Tim. Uh, I do stunning. have a source light. And uh, you do too. You look exactly the same. It's a little weird. You look exactly the same. It's so, it's so <laughs> funny. You. I so Hi. appreciate that. And Tim, you look great too, as always. Look at I'm you in your sweater style. today. Yes. It's, um, Wait, it I is, see the top of a pineapple on your shirt. I double merched it up today. We've got our little merchy merch. Oh, yeah, you have both. You have the hat on as well. I love it. So professional. We're, no. we, oh, are we, we are nothing if not professional, Rachel. It's, I it's was a, a uniform. pineapple for Halloween. Does that count? Wait, yes. And it's so oh. funny. And I totally forgot to do something that Tim told me to do, which was when I reached out to you to do the podcast to send... Oh my God! I should have just worn the outfit. I was just gonna say no. you. Sh- we should have texted her to say. To be fair, that was Devin that said that. It wasn't me. Or maybe it, it was, was Devin. Our, maybe it wasn't him. It was our spectacular producer D Dog? Somebody found a photo of you. I think it must have been Devin. It wouldn't have been Tim. But that it was in a in a pineapple. That was from this year. That was from this year. I I just live to embarrass my kids. Which is the best <laughs> I could do. And it was at nine thirty in the grocery store, which is what we found strangely weird. exactly um that's so funny and also it was synchronistic yeah you were you were already like uh subliminally here you were sending us the message 100 percent. and i am really glad that i didn't wear it for this podcast because there would come that moment where i'd be like i'm I'm still dressed like a pineapple (laughs) yeah we video the whole thing concert tea to the concert like it's just like take take it easy Um, the last time I feel like I saw you was actually in Vancouver. You were, we were both, I think, doing Hallmark yes. was or Christmas movie. Was that just like last year or was that a couple years ago? Yeah, I think that was like five years ago. Okay. Wait, that would make sense. I was I, there. It's gotta 20- be, right? Like, I think it was a long time ago. Cause I was in the fall was- of 20- Wait, it was before the pandemic for sure. For sure. Okay. Yes. I remember I saw you in the lobby. And we were like, wait, what are you? Are you Hallmark? Hallmark. Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> we were both doing it. We were both, we were both there for the Hallmark. And didn't you recently, did I see you wrote 
one, right? Or you wrote something for Netflix, directed? I I cannot. Oh my God. I need, nope. Like, let's drop down like six pay grades. Um, <laughs> yep. This is my second one for Netflix that I've pitched the concept on uh, alongside, you know, a writer who's far more capable than I am. And um, my next one with them will be coming out at some point that we're still determining in the spring. It's called uh, A Tourist's Guide to Love. Because uh, I love to travel and I'm corny like that. And we oh, got to I shoot it in that. Vietnam over the course of two months. So you've done multiple is what you're saying. Sorry, and as, as a writer-producer? Again, didn't write it. Cannot take that credit. But I'm, I'm decent at concept, I, uh, if, I do, if I do say so. Pretty good, pretty good record there. So yeah, I pitched this concept. It was like coming out of the pandemic, I knew that Netflix was looking for stuff that involved travel to sort of, you know, even get if people it's excited. TV, get through people, get people you know, traveling again, as it were. And I thought back to a bus tour I had taken through Israel, actually. And I thought it was so funny how we were all, everyone on this bus was coming from such very different walks of life. And there were other tour buses pulling up next to it with people, again, coming from so many different places on this trip for so many different reasons and all somehow having the exact same adventure. So I was like, what mm. if this group of people decided to sort of take things off the beaten path and like really just experience the world and talk about the reasons for taking this journey sort of like together. But of course, it's a love story because I cannot help myself. No, I what love that. What an amazing that. example, darling listeners, of the powerhouse talent behind all the folks on site. Not all the folks. I mean, I don't have a lot, but um, yeah, just goes to show the amazing well, the depth of talent well that our, uh, our psych family has. It's so true. And also the, I would say the humility, like you are, you're, you can't even sell. Like, I'm like, wait, you didn't you sell a show? To, you're like, no, I mean, I don't, I know. So there's somebody far more capable. It's like this very sweet, like, you're, it's too that. humble. That's like, we're like, no, that's a really big deal. And that's, it should be celebrated. So anyway, if it was me, I would have been like, yeah, a little something I created <laughs> right after I created Netflix. <laughs> after I created Netflix. After I made Netflix. You guys are so it. kind. Thank you so much. And I, I can't tell you, like, whenever people will say, like, oh, we were on Psych. I love that show. I, I can't tell you, like, I, I feel a degree of, like, imposter syndrome because of how many years and seasons and how much heart and, like, all of your talents you guys poured into that show for, for so long. I... I felt like I just sort of got to drop in and play so in your I, yard. I got to call Balderdash. I call shenanigans oh, so and Balderdash in that because, Go. Rachel, you're so fantastic on the show. We, we yeah. haven't seen you since. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I haven't seen you since I don't know when. But in rewatching, just for example, uh, Bueller, just yeah. how inc like you fit right into the show immediately. And, and I know so inside scoop that that I believe. Abigail, I believe that when that role came up, it was one episode. And this just goes to show how good you are and how much that added to the show that I I mean, you you were on for a couple of seasons. Like Boom. That, I so appreciate see? that. I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I was legit scared on the first episode. <laughs> I remember what? it was like when I show up at the prom, like my intro yeah. was the intro. I was just nervous. Like I was just like, I don't like I'd watch the show to prepare and everything, but I just felt like, what if I'm, I was like, I'm not funny like them. Like, I don't know how to do this, but everyone's just so welcoming and made it feel like everything was just going to be okay. In your defense, it, it can be pretty exciting to work with me in person. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting like light hives right now, which is for remembering. Yeah, like I don't. You need some Benadryl? Yeah, yeah. Fine. yeah the, the cream if you have it. Um, oh, yeah. The so, cream definitely no, works better. I, I, I just, I so appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah. Well, we're so happy that you're here. It's funny. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, did we get to have a scene together? I don't know that Tim, I don't know. Other than in, in Bueller, I mean, we're all in the big scenes, but I don't know if we ever had a scene. There's still movies happening. So, so. I do feel like they forgot. They forgot. They just forgot. And they, it's fine. they forgot. And they were like, wait. You pick it up. I <laughs> yeah. vaguely remember standing in a hallway with you guys it was one of those scenes that dps hate where there's like five people in the scene you know what i mean i think we we're out oh i think you're right i think i remember this too and i only remember or? it because i think you guys were there don't know what it was about um i i feel really good that i feel I, better I think that we remember in... that you guys i feel like you solved the crime though 
Hey. Pretty sure you cracked it. I I this would be rare because Sean mostly does and we are the fools, but you know, uh maybe uh, well, I'll well, I'll say we I'm the fool. You're not the fool. I'm more of the um damn it, Spencer. Urgh. Well, you're just more sure of your choices, even if they're wrong. Anyway, you're just trying to make me look good. <laughs> yeah, you're, Tim, you're you there look to fantastic. Look good, Tim. <laughs> Half your job. <laughs> I mean, let's not I mean people people have been telling you you're there because you're good at acting, but let's just get this out of the way. Let's You're the eye eye candy, Tim. Rachel comes on to drop truths and in a way that like the rest of us can't, right? She's like, look, I'm floating in. I'm going to make a mark. I'm going to drop the bombs and I'm going to float out. And that's, it's, it's the greatest episode we've ever done. I can already tell you. Oh, this episode is one of my favorite titles. (laughs) Maggie, you actually say the title in the episode, a version of it. I I did. Except there's one extra letter. Did. Uh, wait, what? Oh, right. There is yeah. one extra letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess I'm grammatically saying Well, there's it. some punctuation and a letter to be specific, but we'll get yeah. to that when we get to it. Yeah. Wait, I had a couple of, I'm going to get my fancy notes ready. Um, Tim and I take very professional notes. Um, <laughs> Uber, Uber usually on a napkin. Like I, was, I was thinking about that to see that I, we really come, come far from a year ago when I think your first notes were on a, um, napkin, a DoorDash napkin. <laughs> Yes, it was on a DoorDash napkin. Yes, it was. It was two, two. I took a lot of notes um, on my fancy. I've I've upgraded now. I mean, look, I at least get my my notes section in my phone and my cracked screen. It's very. Oh no! I've got. I've really got it together. Oh yeah, I've been traveling for a bit. I did the whole. Look at this. Oh, that's that's. It was yeah. real bad. Real bad. That's- that's past the warranty. That's that's, past, <laughs> that's just that's they just. I don't want to talk to you about that now. You know what? It did. It did. It did. It did. Hey. hey. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's dive in, guys. Let's dive into episode two of season four. Is that right? Yeah, season four. He did. Okay. Did anybody catch the pineapple sighting, Tim? I did I not. I went back I and looked either. for it because I figured it'd be in Henry's kitchen because it's like always in Henry's kitchen. There's a glass pineapple next to the family photos at Clayton's estate. There's another oh, pineapple. Wow, there's an there's another glass? pineapple. We missed I mean, all of that's, these. That's a varsity level sighting. Come it's on, good. clear. It's real good. That's, <laughs> who would have caught that? Another pineapple on serving tables at the Country Club restaurant, and there is a silver tray with a sliced pineapple on it as well. Sometimes I feel like. These almost are to like rub it in our face. <laughs> we never caught one when there are this many of them. I cannot believe it. I also feel like the um, sliced versions of the fruit are always kind of cheating, as opposed to like the actual full. Um, the full pineapple. The full uh, Fully pineapple. agree. Fully agree. I go with that. I go with, I, mm-hmm. I hear you. I love that there was a sliced pineapple there, but that doesn't count. Okay. You call no pineapple. No, no, pi- Boom. no pineapple. <laughs> Um, okay, cold open. It's 1989, and poor Sean heads downstairs with an ice pack on his head and a thermometer in his mouth. Henry checks the thermometer and reads Sean's temperature aloud. 150 degrees! Sean claims he's too sick to go have dinner with their neighbors, but Henry calls his bluff. Once Sean reveals the neighbors are vegan, <laughs> Henry pretends to come down with the same sickness as Sean. I actually thought this was one of our more adorable openers. I thought it was very cute because they're usually at odds and they kind of align in the end. And I thought it was really cute. And you hear an off-screen Madeline talking about grilled grilled tofu. Yes. I have a very funny, well, I'll get to it in a minute, but I have a psych, um, psych premonition. I think that's what it is. Is that what you say, Tim? Or a six? No, it's this psych six degrees of psych. Wait, psych degrees of separation. That's what it is. It's already in my notes. Is it? It is. Don't jump the gun yet, because that is okay. Okay, my okay, 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 okay. All right. Cut to present day. Chief Vic calls Sean and Gus to help find Warren Clayton, the famous billionaire whose plane crashed in the mountains that morning. Lassiter, okay. Lassiter taunts Sean, claiming there's no way they they can find Warren faster than he can, and he and Juliet ride off on their ATVs. Gus asks how they are going to do this, and Sean pulls out a map and says, "says that's how." Tim, did we ride those? I feel like we okay, did. I was going to say, oh, no, we 100% rode those. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, that was one of those days where like, we showed up on set like, they're actually going to let us do this? 
I know that that that's what Fantastic. I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, wait, I remember something about this day that was really fun as the scene started. I'm like, it must have been the ATVs. Yeah, what was fun was I was put tearing out of that um, grassy field. Yeah, and you, Maggie, being so protective of me, I can't believe you weren't just terrified and wanted to put me in bubble wrap. My entire I body was. I'm always terrified for you. I'm sure I voted for us not for to a good do reason. it. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, I just remember Tim was pulling out, and we hit that first curve into the gravel, um, the gravel road, and just thinking, "Do not, do not cut this turn too hard and tumble off the ATV on camera." Like this had either of you ever driven an ATV or ridden on one? I mean, I assume so for like production purposes here or there, but not like at you know like gun at speed, right? Or, I don't think so. You. I don't okay. think so. I've been on a motorcycle, but never an ATV. I wouldn't okay, have been as worried about me. Okay, significantly cooler, so sure. Fine. <laughs> we got it. We got it. You're very cool. But this was so far the first season. Well, we're only on to episode two. Oh, my God. I was about to say this was the first season where you haven't been hurt yet um, or injured this is in some it really way. could have happened. If it was going to happen, it would have happened on just... that day. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I have a thing with him, Rachel, that I like. He's just... He needs to be wrapped in bubble wrap. That was my okay, that was my thing. You, on set. You're getting crazy out there, Tim. Like you're trying to accent. Tom Cruise to, uh, it up and do your own stunts. I do. Yeah. I, that's it exactly. I try and uh, hair to loin and Tom Cruise it up. Yeah, yeah. Much yeah. to my own um, body's um, chagrin. Okay. Mm. Okay. Sean points out that his. Uh, that this is his dad's map from his lodge buddies. The map has shortcuts and paths that the police have no idea exist. Sean grabs the map and they take off to go scouting for the plane. Sean no, and Gus, he, sorry, he called it his, the my dad's Huntsman's Club. <laughs> Huntsman's Not Club. The hunts, Wait, the I, Huntsman. I feel like it's very gentlemanly. The Huntsman's uh, Club. Uh, for us, hold on. Oh, and this was also the scene where the boys' faces. You know that famous scene where like are the famous shot where the their faces are. Uh, um, Were they like me in the middle of the frame? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. go out. Yeah, oh, it was very cute. It was in our it was in our credits for a very long time. Um, I also wrote down, oh, that plane is so cool. <laughs> that was one of my notes. It was cool. That I'm like, how did they do that? It, I it thought so too. Plane, like, they, that must have been. Yeah, I'm crash. sure that the production designer, when they saw that script, was like, oh my god, how are we going to do this? But I do really wonder plane. how that thing was there, Tim. Do you remember? I remember us being on set and there something like to get that helicopter. So a drone shot, but they built that. I can, yeah. I can remember what they used to get the, the downdraft of the helicopter. Um, I, I think we didn't, set. I think we had to pick one. I think we had to either have the plane or the helicopter and we opted to have the, the plane. That's such a big scene where they find the guy in there. That's my thinking. If I remember, I remember right. There was something to do with the wind in that scene that was like very complicated. I'm sure that's really interesting for all of you psychos. <laughs> I'm just put, impressed you remember. Like, that, I mean, that's not even something that your character, what, you didn't plan that. I'm impressed. Go on, keep talking. I'll be <laughs> no, I, 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 you remember I hearing these things. Like, the, your memories get get triggered. Like, our memories will get triggered watching it. Some of them, I can't, like, I couldn't remember for sure if we rode the ATVs. And then there are others that I, like, literally remember, like, what I had for lunch that day. Like, it's crazy. It's weird how memories are. Anyway, I do remember okay. being in the woods, and I think what if they pulled like one of those huge fans, movie fans, and put it on a crane to shoot down? I think it was something like that. They had to have. It looked really, really good. I thought this. You I know, thought, we'll have to. Um, we'll have to. Um, I'll have to text Michael McMurray, our beautiful DP, and who directed this episode, and ask him. So we're also going to say him. this episode was written by Saladin Patterson, Peabody winner, superhero executive producer of the Warner Years, who I just saw. Oh, he just, I just so, saw him. In so he doing? He's so good. He and, uh, I saw he and Dulé and Corbin, Corbin was doing the resident and Dulé and Saladin are doing, um, uh, the wonder years. And we all like miraculously had the night free and we were all in Atlanta and we all just got to see each other a couple days ago. It was really nice. And then just to Tommy, you yeah. sent me that, that video of Dulé getting a smoked old fashioned, which just made me drooly and just so jealous that you all were together in the same spot. It was very cute. He was, you said he looked like a kid on Christmas morning and he did. He this did. drink like arrived and he, his whole face lit up. It was very sweet. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I don't know if you guys feel like I do sometimes, like that I wish life 
kind of came with like a user's manual. <laughs> just as I get older, I feel like the more and more I wish I could just like go to a page and it tell me how to deal with something or get through something. And, you know, honestly, that is where I think therapy is helpful and better help is helpful. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of that complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere and at 100% online. I love BetterHelp. I have used it. I feel like, and I recommend it to people all the time, even people who are not listening to the podcast, because I just feel like it is such a, a convenient, wonderful, safe resource. And it is so easy to use. Everything is tailored to make you feel safe. Um, you can kind of really tailor and fit everything to your needs. And you can change therapists anytime you want, all that. It's really wonderful that way. And I'm a huge believer in it. So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp dot com slash pineapple. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pineapple. Dulay and I have a very funny um, uh, thing. Like w we somehow always end up just not on purpose, hanging out or seeing each other on election days. Huh. And this was Tuesday. And we were like, oh, my God, remember that day at, like, CBS Radford when we ran into each other? And it was – anyway. You also have a, have a thing, if I may, that, that um, you tend to, when you're together, there's drinks involved. I'm not sure how that happens. What? what a Shocking, coincidence. I know. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, what a coincidence, right? Yeah, it's uh, – uh, Tim, you and I have the same thing. I'm Funny in your that. favorite place to, to drink, uh, or I should say the place that makes your favorite – kind um his kentucky magic water he calls his whiskey and i'm in kentucky right now and tim you're you gonna are, come you're in the epicenter year. of the louisville the louisville i'm in the louisville, louisville. i'm in the louisville. Put some marbles okay. in mouth. louisville okay louisville back in the episode okay sean and gus hear a noise thinking it's a bear but it's actually mr clayton in the crash plane just as the billionaire starts to head towards the light <laughs> He says something about wanting to make amends and be a good father. He manages to cough out the word Waterloo, then in his last breath asks them to find out who killed him. Sean feels obligated to carry out Clayton's last wishes. Sorry, so because he thinks he was murdered. There it is. Do you know, is this where that version, is this the episode where that version is said is that where it comes from it's in my notes it's in my notes yeah okay we're not there yet but i was like oh, okay uh wait what was i saying so using the waterloo reference with his widow alice uh who says that's the name of the 18th hole at the club where he wanted his ashes scattered sean gets himself hired onto the case i have to say a wardrobe note about you mags what as we're when we're out in the woods it's like we're all gacked up in sort of adventure wear yeah. You look like, I think you're in either, look, you look like you're in yoga pants. You're I either, probably you're was. Either, you were on the ATV in like yoga pants or. I the scene or, um, of the crime. I, I was in Namaste. I was a zend out and, you know, I got, I got and that's called. And that's what O'Hara rides ATVs in because she's always so centered. Okay. So the boys discovered it, make a call. We're back at SPPD where we meet uh, Mrs. Clayton, played by the glorious. Christine, Christine Bransky. Bransky. Oh. Uh, which I got to say, Tony and Emmy winner, Christine Bransky. Yeah. Christine and, Bransky. Uh, so this is funny. One of my very first guest stars, this was my psych degrees of separation. My very first jobs ever when I moved to Los Angeles was a guest star on a sitcom called Sybil. And you beat me to it. It's in my notes, Dan. Oh, it's in your notes? Okay. Well, sorry. So, so I, I, 
So even though Sybil Shepard is not in this episode, her voice is in the very beginning. Christine Baranski is also in this episode. And it feels like a very full circle moment because I played her daughter on her sitcom on her show. It was like a show within a show kind of a thing. She has just presence for days. She just, oh. It seems like she doesn't have to do a thing. And she's just riveting and just, I mean, nah, I can't yeah. even. She was incredible. And so one I got to say back to you, since you're in a very, very, very sharp, another pinstripe suit, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and your your collar is totally Vic, Vic popped, hardcore. It, there was a pop to it. I saw that. Yep. And, but but, let's, but let's, let's hers about, isn't. Let's, but hers is not. It's the one of the first times that hers is not popped in this season. I know. I saw let's that. Let's talk about the color, of that, the color of that shirt, shall we? Hang on. I got to <laughs> check my very fresh notes. You're in pastel periwinkle. SVPD ID badge blue. Oh, what did you d- wait? Can you say it one more time? I'll go back just for the people in the back. <laughs> I gotta hang on. I gotta read this off my notes. Pastel periwinkle SVPD ID badge blue. That's it. By that way, is the, it's the color. That's that'd the be color. A, like magnificent color on you. I, I, <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. Thank saying. you. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna track it down. Tim, we need to be on the hunt for. Pastel Periwinkle SPPD. SPPD ID Badge Blue. ID Badge Blue. Got it. Okay. Now, oh my in God, this I love scene, it. we do have a, the psychic premonition you just spoke about. Yeah. It's when, uh, it's the premonition to James's murder. Which and is where our, which is where our Tim's m- murder. Actually, is that from? It's not. I, I honest to goodness did not steal that from James. Although if you're going to steal, steal from the best. There's a beat <laughs> when, um. Bransky in invites the boys to the dinner at the estate. And Tule says, you know, that's right. So like, there's a shot of you and your, your jaw's just halfway done because you're yeah. so... <laughs> like, I'm just seething with rage that the boys have, again, usurped my... Stolen my thunder. Yeah. I, uh, just the difference I mean, of the characters. Like, I'm just angry and you're just aghast. I'm but jealous, you're gassed, too. You're just... But it's so much more adorable on you than it is on me for obvious reasons. I mean, Maggie, did you feel like you had to, like, did you have to create, like, 12 different versions of that expression? Because I would be like, am I doing look number three again? Is this, or <laughs> yeah. am I doing the same thing? Yeah. It's so hard in TV to feel like you're not repeating yourself. You oh, know? I know, because you do it so many times. And then you're also like, does this, does anyone still believe? That's probably one of the later takes where you, like, start to overcompensate just a little bit. <laughs> and it's the one they use because you're like, everyone before is kind of believable. Where you're like, oh, my God. Like, you're trying to play. It real and then by that point you're just like <laughs> and that's the one they used i had oh boy. 47 I can't different, wait. St- different stewing and rate with rage <laughs> yeah we just have like you oh tim you have you you got a whole book of those it's just which one which one is it that which one is it that day uh that, that one was um that was 45 no that was 45 oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense actually but then yeah. you, i ramp up <laughs> later in the episode it makes sense. And we're we're coming to a moment which is uh, one of the most psychotic moments. For I know what the, you're going to say. The BTS. That's behind the scenes, kids, for yeah. those of you who don't know. Where Bransky, on her exit, says the door. Yep. But then goes, the door, which became a beloved bit between our crew. So whenever, from that day forward, whenever the word, the doors, the two words, the door was mentioned by one of the crew members, like, okay, and then he's going to go out the door. The entire crew would go... The door. The door. <laughs> it's funny because it's a psych first, but it's actually inside because we never say it again on the show. So for the psychos and fans, they wouldn't know that. But for us on set, that was probably said once an episode for the rest of the run of the show. That's incredible. Just, yeah, whenever yeah. the reference to a door was made, I loved it. Oh, it's like everyone then just like everybody hopped on it. It was. It just makes me so happy. I had moments. You guys will always have that. I love that. Yeah, we've. I I know I've been on other sets. I may even just be like at the airport sometimes, where it's just like you know, you might say something like, "Oh, do you mind holding the door?" And it's like the one, and I'll be like, "The door." It just plays in my head. Yeah. You know those things that just get stuck there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I'm gonna do it. I wasn't even yep. there. I'm not even in on the joke. You're welcome. You You're welcome. Sean claims in order to solve the case, he has to do what Clayton does. Act. Like Clayton acts, and in return, Alice invites him to dinner. This was the uh, scene we just spoke of. Okay, back at the psych office, 
Abigail asks Sean. Yay, Abigail, Yay! amazing guest star. When she can finally meet his dad, which I loved. I love that you. I, Go on. I, I so, no, I, I so appreciate that. This is one of those scenes that I'm sure you guys encounter all the time where you're like, I understand intellectually that that is me. But watching it back last night, I felt a little creeped out because I have zero memories of that. Like, <gasps> of the I, scene? I, I think we shot it on a stage. That's yeah. all I got. I know it's me, but the rest is a blank. And it just, it, it feels a little creepy. Do you get like memory holes like that where you're like, oh, okay. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so okay, thank you. Thank it's you. not, yeah, no. guests have carte blanche just to make stuff up and lie. Oh my God. Okay, great. There are okay, things- great. I remember this scene. I remember, oh, well, I can't tell, I, I can't tell you one thing that I thought was a uh, neat bit of trivia that I meant to, to get in there. We love trivia. Uh, my then manager represented Corbin. So I think that's how I even like came to be in your world. I think it's Ta-da. because you're fantastic. And we, I remember sure, sure. when it was announced that you were coming up to play Abigail. It was a, it was very exciting. It was a very big deal. Not because you're Corbin's Thank manager, you. not because you all have a manager, but because it was a, uh, we were like, Oh, Holy, Holy shit. We're kicking off. We're kicking off season two. Right. Four. No, I She's so appreciate it because I was just like, I knew that the show had so many sort of references to like throwback people. And I was like, well, I used to have a career. So maybe that's why. <laughs> I'm much, much more oh my God. That. Oh my God. Stop it. That, that is funny. <gasps> One of my favorite things about this, I was like the fact that, well, I mean, it happens over, you know, the evolution of the relationship uh, with you and Sean, but that, you know, Gus is just always there. And you're having this like real, like, this is like a very vulnerable conversation to have, like with a partner about like, you know, meeting their dad and why or whatever. And Gus is just right there. I was like, oh, that's right. right. They're a throuple. (laughs) That's right. They're a throuple. (laughs) I still talk about this thing that Dulé would do though, whenever there were like more than the three of us in a scene, he would be like, I think my character would go over here and he would just block himself out oh. if he didn't have to do much so he didn't have to be there and i was like no to self is a brilliant trick yes we'll be doing that for the rest of my career he's so smart he's very one smart. of my other favorite Dula hill acting tricks is whenever there's a child in the scene mm. he would always try to get blocked next to the child because kids always get wrapped first <laughs> that's true damn it he's good so like, he's uh, really you know, good wow he's really good susie's been wrapped that means i can go right yeah yeah he is a look He's earned it. He has he has he has been in this business a long time and he has mm-hmm. he's paid attention and we can all we can all learn from him. And we did. Um okay, back at the psych office, Abigail asks Sean when she can finally meet his dad, which is all really sweet. When the chauffeur shows up, you notice he has a British oh, accent. Yeah. Yes, I did. It's like that's a weird choice <laughs> for a Santa Barbara um, personal driver. Just yeah, like, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Um I see a governor. Alice says she's paying Sean and expects fast results, so Sean has to act quickly. Sean notices a daughter in some of the family photos, but Alice says Nina is no longer with them. Sean then divines that Alice was having an affair with her tennis coach. He gathers Rosa and Clayton. Hold on, so he notices the charm around the neck. He gathers Rosa and Clayton. Um, we're, all, we're also having an affair. The icing on the cake is that Garvin was recently cut off from his father's money when Sean realizes that everyone in the Clayton household had a motive to kill the billionaire. Sean and Gus then get kicked out of the home and chased off by dogs uh, with their to-go bags. Sean and Gus arrive back at the police station as Chief Vic threatens to fire them from the case. They then head to Clayton's golf club to find more answers. There, uh, they learn that Clayton ran a successful hedge fund, and they meet Chad Wiswall. These names are so good. A golfing buddy who lost his plane uh, to Clayton in a bet. These people. Lots of less money. Um, Wiswall reveals he was in Europe when the plane crashed and mentioned that Clayton said he was going to use the plane to travel with family and bought a private hangar at the airport for them all to use, um, which means everyone in the family had access to the hangar and the plane. Gus then tries. This is interesting because I actually, wait, I wrote down, there was a very funny line where we referenced Milena Govich where we're talking about. Oh, I got it. It's coming up. Okay. We're not there yet. Okay, great. We're not there um, yet. Because we are tries- so simpatico as co-hosts. Yes, yes, we are. I was like, wait, have we gone there? I can't remember. 
They have that law and order run. It's great. Okay, Gus then tries to give Sean dating advice because a player always knows. One, I wrote down this line, one of my favorite lines. Sean decides to call Abigail to check in and realizes she's at Henry's home. Abigail reveals that they're making plans for the three of them to have dinner sometime. Bold. Uh, if that happened in real life, I think I'd be pretty creeped out by it. I feel like he took it really well. He well, did. I, think, I, think I, say, I mean, Abigail's forward. been waiting for Sean to step up since high school, so I think it's kind of deserved. Yeah, Fair. it's okay. it's time, and she's she's she also I think knows him so well, clearly because it's been so long that like he needs a little push. He needs to be like you know, yeah. Anyway, so I think she's just like, all right, I know, I know what I'm dealing with. You're like, yeah, that's cool. If I remembered anything no, about like, this episode, <laughs> no, I do. I'm joking. Those, I'm joking. Those scenes, I promise, I do remember. I'm just like, you know what? You're right. She does have to meet a right to meet his father after all this time, and I should grab the bull by the horns sometimes. And I'm, I'm filing these things away for I'm for Rachel. Flow. For Rachel. For, Strictly for me. Yes, <laughs> I understand. I understand. Um, okay, so you are now pushing for them to uh, have dinner sometime. Sean and Gus head to the hangar where they learn that Clayton made an unscheduled four-hour stop in Bakersfield the day he died. They track his trip to a nonprofit called the Great Green Hope. Oh, right. This is where they... Sorry, in, the, in the country club, when we run into Bransky again, there's a callback to the door. There is. And Sean says, right, I forgot that's a thing with you. Yeah, <laughs> which made me LOL. And we call it out. It's so, so good. good. It's so good. Um, okay, Mrs. Wait, where did I say? Oh, nonprofit called the Great Green Hope, where the director, uh, Mrs. Thomas, tells them their company had been at odds with Clayton since she and her husband founded it. Sean and Gus tell the cops about their new suspect, who even has a pilot's license and could have tampered with the plane's yes ding, ding. altimeter. So as they leave her office, this is where we get the Melina Govich reference. Oh yes, yes, yes. Ref- they refer to her as like. Like Clayton's type of a hot-headed, hot, uh, like strong DA or um, like a law and order, strong, uh, yeah, a detective on law and order sort of way. They <laughs> goes, Melina, get like Melina Govich, and then they they go through the list of like all, many actresses on um Law and Order, which was Mariska Hargitay. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Was I remember that. Really good run. Because Melina, that. for those of, you, <clears throat> of course, you darling listeners heard the episode with Melina, Earth, Wind, yeah. and Wait for it. And then Melina sent such a nice note about it, too. About being so thrilled that she got, it was a life, life, maybe career. I don't think she said life highlight, but it was a grand highlight of her existence to um, be referenced, be a, become a psych reference. Um, and that's where it happened. It happened in this episode, y'all. Okay, then in a shocking twist of events, Mrs. Thomas turns out to be Clayton's daughter, Nina, and Sean has her wrongfully arrested. This was very funny. We, How have we not even circled like Nina? How, have we run out of all normal names? Is there some kind of thing in the show where you can't use a character name twice? How did we get to I Nina? I really was Why hoping Nina? they were going to call her Nina, and there was going to be a Joe was going to say, "Does she have ninety-nine balloons?" Oh, see, I see? was really hoping that's where the joke would have gone. That does seem like something that would have been said for sure, and he would have cut it. I also feel like the name could have been Nina in the script, and Sean just decided it's going to be Nina, or James decided it was going to be Nina to be ridiculous, and that's maybe how we got there. But it's a question, Rachel. It's a it's a real good – that's a real good question. Um, okay. We also learned that the Great Green Hope is the sole beneficiary in Clayton's most recent will. Okay, Nina tells Sean she lost contact with her family years ago when she denounced their way of life and started a new one with her husband, Charles. Her dad had come to make amends, but she told him she didn't want his dirty money. She also mentions that she overheard her dad yelling on the, on the phone with one of his golf friends. Sean then arrives at dinner with Abigail and Henry, and it's quite awkward to say the least. Abigail tries to mitigate the situation. I love this scene. It's so good. And just like it that, was, it was a lot of fun to do. I, I love Corbin. He's just his dry delivery is impeccable. You all are so good. You all are very good. And in, in, uh, you and I mean, obviously you and and James, Sean, but like you and Corbin are also so sweet together. Thank you. It was like I really so sweet. Appreciate that. Thank you, Meg. Yeah, <laughs> you are. I feel like we don't get a ton of scenes with Corbin. First off, Corbin and women in general, but like in this kind of a capacity, this like sweet. Uh, it was very, very nice. You like softened him too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I thought it was funny when I watched the episode last night. I was like, none of us are like in the episode that much. I feel like we could like 
watch, uh, you know, Casino or Goodwill Hunting or other movies that we're not in later because (laughs) 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 we're not in it that much. So I love that we just get to like mostly talk about other people for this hour. It's it's fun. It's fun. That's all we do. And then compliment each other. Um, a lot. Okay. So, uh, okay. So Sean has a break in the case and he's got to take off. Lassiter and Juliet meet Sean and Gus at Wiswall's room, uh, to get the documents. But when they arrive, they find Wiswall. Murdered. And the document's gone. And just like that, Sean. How do we know he was, um, murdered? Because, uh. Because he did. Detective O'Hara says. (laughs) He's dead. What do you say? I said he's dead. But I say Boom. he dead. That, it's weird because actually I because I watched it with with subtitles, and it was he's dead. He, not it he is. Dead. He's dead. He's I was dead. Really I hoping do that say you it were, properly. You were going to actually say the title, which was I was strange they didn't use that. I'm just no. wondering if it was written as he's or he dead. I think it probably would have felt because I'm a real detective, a little bit insensitive for me to say he dead. Um, because that but is You're just yeah, that good cute. of an actress, Maggie. But, okay. <laughs> okay, Lasseter and, okay, so now they, we find that he, okay, and just like that, Sean realizes who took them. Okay, at Clayton's funeral, Sean runs up and announces that the culprit is Charles, Nina's husband. Charles, who along with his wife has extensive knowledge of aircraftery. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds real. That's a real thing. Totally real. Tampered with the plane. He thought he was in the clear when Clayton died before he could change his will. But then he learned about the Ponzi scheme. Also a funny runner. Knowing that the golf friend was about to blow the whistle and freeze Clayton's assets, Charles killed him too. Killed, yeah, killed him too. The cops arrest Charles, fulfilling Clayton's dying wish to Sean. Then the funeral continues as Sean coughs because he inhaled dead guy. <laughs> it was such a good. I think I inhaled some dead guy. I tell some dead guy. So good. I liked watching the the uh, the background performers behind him during that too because they just do not take it in whatsoever. It's a perfect dead time for them as well. That's they very funny. Great. Now I want to go back and watch that scene to just watch their faces. Faherty is all about clothing for life's best moments, whether it's a Friday night football game, the first day of school, or hanging with the family in your backyard this fall. They make clothes that feel good and make you feel good. Faherty's a family brand that believes comfort and quality are key. Founded by twin brothers, Alex and Mike, Faherty grew out of their longtime love of the surf and mountains, road trips and beach bonfires. You know the feeling. They're passionate about craftsmanship and sustainability. Every single piece is designed to be a lifetime favorite. In fact, their clothes get even better with age. I can attest to this. It's one of my favorite things about their clothes. It's like they get better over time. They end up just feeling like like they were made for you. It's I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with their sweaters. If anything happens along the way, Faraday will replace or fix your clothes for life, no matter what. For life. It's so nice. Layer your favorite pieces for a cozy fall vibe or make it even easier with a one-and-done jumpsuit. I love the jumpsuits. Find a new fall favorite at Faraday. Legendary comfort awaits. To me, I feel like their clothes fit that model they talk about where it's like, you know, the beach bonfires, uh, road trips, mountains. It feels like that. It just feels like they somehow like inject that feeling into the clothing. And I know you guys know what... I'm talking about. I wear their stuff everywhere. You can kind of dress it up, dress it down. I really become obsessed. Right now, Faraday has given all of our listeners an amazing deal, 20% off on every order. You heard me. You get a full 20% off your order. Head to FaradayBrand.com slash Maggie and use code Maggie at checkout to get this deal. That's code Maggie at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash Maggie for 20% off. FaradayBrand.com slash Maggie. Okay, Sean then visits Henry to apologize for his behavior the other night. Henry struggles to say it aloud, but as Sean leaves the room, he states, I just wanted to say I love you. Hmm. It's it got so me. sweet. It got, got me a little bit. It got me too. Again, I, that's you. That was the Abigail effect on Henry. Exactly. Oh. It was. Oh. It really was. Guys, um, that's so cool. Wait. That's so cool. <laughs> now, because of you, I don't know because of say. your character, you've. We're now all, we're all punched right in the feels. 
Right in the field. Oh, right in the see, field. See, I. I would not I would not have deduced that. And right now even, I'm not sure you're telling the truth, but I'll take it. 100% Look, we are really good at compliments, but we're 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 also pretty we're, we believe everything what we're saying is true. What's coming out of our mouths is true. Cuz we're real good at acting. Though. Yeah, we are. We'll we actually are. Um all right. So Rachel, do you have uh you want to do some fan questions? Yes. Okay. So uh, we post like if anybody has any questions and I, okay, let's see here. Where did you film the plane crash scene? Oh, Tim, do you know where we filmed that? Um, no, I was trying to think of that yesterday. It was, um. I think that was in Burnaby. I don't think that was in. Like, I would have guessed Burnaby. Stop it. Actually- Why would you have guessed Burnaby? Because of Hallmark, Hallmark buddy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of green. A lot of green. So if I had to like buzz in about where that was shot, I would have been like Burnaby. So I Rachel think it was says more. Um, I still don't know if it's true. I think more, it is. Um, I think it was North Van because it was right, sort of like right on the edge of the GVR. Yeah, we're not quite in the GVRD. It's the top of um, top of like Seymour. <gasps> this is really funny. Uh, oh yes, I I just saw the next question though. I sorry, I jumped. Are any cast members afraid of flying? Well, okay. I'm looking at one of them who used to be. Okay, but Rachel, this is not true. It this is crazy. I'll never forget this because you and I rode to work one day and had a conversation about flying. I had either flown in on something, and I was like, "You don't have to remember it. It's okay." But I remember it because there was a day. We, so we have this conversation where I was trying to get over this fear of flying, which somehow has completely disappeared from my life. Um, I mean, I'll Incredible. knock on something. I, I still don't even know how. But anyway, and I was telling you about it and you were giving me like some tips. Maybe it was you. Rachel, did you clear Did you clear my my fear of flying? You know what I did and you're welcome. Okay. I take it right now. And I remember the whole conversation. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you. That's incredible. No, so- but I do like... I, I, I ha- I'm having a sense memory of this, if that counts. Please keep talking. So we had this conversation, It like it one of a, an earlier episode maybe, and then there was a day that people were flying in, some flights were delayed, the weather was crazy, and you came up to me like the next day on set and you were like, I thought about you and I, I was on this flight and all I could think was Maggie is so happy she's not on this flight right now. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so sweet that she was thinking of me while in mad turbulence um, with a plane that felt like it was going to fall out of the sky. Anyway, so thank you. I remember I, that. I so appreciate that. I, I, still, I still get afraid of flying when I really want to go where I'm going. I'm like, of course, of course, this is when I die. That's what <laughs> this is now. This is when it's going to happen. I don't know why. Yeah. But I'm going somewhere that I'm like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Like, I was like, we're going to be fine. We're going to get there just fine. Yeah. I'm, I, That's something weird happened to me. Look, if, if it starts to get really bumpy, I, I guess I'll like order some wine or something. But, it, but I, for the most part, I, it's weird. It just, and you like, used to, because we've yeah. flown together so much over the years. And Tim, yeah. When you, you would know? have your your uh, turbulent tracker, so you knew it was coming. So that oh, that's so smart. That I think. What are you doing it. out at airplane mode over there with your turbulence tracker? See, right. For me, I like I've talked about this on the podcast before because we've talked about flying before. But I I loved knowing. I was like, if if I can just go on an app and see this, or like go on a radar and see this, imagine what those pilots can see. So like, yeah. if, if it's safe, if I can see that, that, that there's a lot of going to be a lot of turbulence, but it's safe enough to fly, like they must be able to see even more than this. And we're still flying in it, which means it's just, it's, <laughs> it's that safe to fly. I think it was also yes, really smart, Maggie, how you used to have a dedicated sippy cup for wine that oh, you pull out God. when you knew, when you knew what turbulence are coming. Cause you obviously can't want to, you can't spill your red wine. Oh my God. I, if I, there were times that I would see on the turbulence tracker that there was going to be a lot of turbulence. So I would be like, all right, all right, it's cool. I know it's going to be okay, but still, let me just, let me just have a couple of glasses. Let me drink a little mm-hmm. bit and there'd be none. And I would land to, I'd like no. land tipsy, even though I, and I didn't have to go through the fear, but that but happened a couple of times. The fact that you would just well. hand the stewardess or the flight attendant, the, the sorry. The sippy? Yes. The sippy yeah. cup like, slash I need my baby flying bottle. juice. My flying juice. It's my, fly, it's just my flying juice. Um, I love it. Oh my God. I was on a plane a couple days ago and I think, you know what? I think I'm more afraid of flying than I thought too. Now that I think about it because the plane was like gearing up to go and I became obsessed with this sound that I was hearing. I was like, there's an extra sound. <laughs> I know. 
there's an extra sound. I feel like maybe I should say something about it. You're like, there's <laughs> the roar of the engine. There's the baggage claim. There's the, there's the, you're like, you clock every, you know the sounds, you know, that rant, 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 rant sound, all of them. Yeah. If there was a new oh, one. Oh yeah, that weird, there's a weird extra persistent yet occasional sort of grinding sound that was super not okay with me. And it took everything I had not to say something. No. But, like, but then did you hit the yeah, bell for the like, attendant and come over and say, Yes, Miss Cook. Yeah, what can hi. we do for you? Um, could you could, I'm an actor, like, but I have some thoughts about your aircraft or your aircraftery or whatever we're calling it. Yes. Oh God! Thank goodness for the flying jet. Oh my think God! The pilot should know that. Dot dot dot. Yeah. No. No. Thank you for letting him know, expert. Yeah, I. Oof, I'm just so gonna send you voice anyway. memos from now on when I'm on a plane and be like Rachel. Does this sound right to you? <laughs> at what point? At what point do I say something? I just want to know what you would do. <laughs> I will wire you any amount of money you want if you go. If you're on that plane and you go, yeah, hi, um, I'm an actress, and I also have a friend who's an actress, and we feel like there's some extra sounds. Wait, wait. Oh, she's not here. Wait. I'm just sending her. She's not here. Um, but you see, well, anyway. So I think I you should it. contact the FAA immediately. Yeah. 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 We, they're going to hire us. Obviously. Better safe than sorry. There's a whole expression about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it's good uh, if you start to, any official conversation with, um, I'm an actress or yeah. look, look, I'm an actor. Yeah. It always. Oh my God. So, Tim. Weird. Remember our plan? I, I, remember I, I our driving ticket? really helpful. Yeah. It just disqualifies you from any credibility. Listen, it's kind of like Maggie when you try, when you got that speeding ticket on the way to Chilliwack. You did? Oh, I got a speeding ticket. Oh, big one. Uh, season one with Tim. And the yeah. RCMP walks up and we both were like, look, we're actors. We play. We, we're, we're, we were <laughs> okay, playing okay. cops. Right, so hold on. In our defense, it was so. Uh, Did you open with No, that? Tim, no. you can't okay. say no, that. Okay. No, we, we didn't uh, we do did, that. We didn't open with it. But I we think didn't I, open with it. They just I said, what are you did. all doing out here? In my California plates. And they were like, in sure. Chilliwack. So. Can you guys please reenact that interaction? Will you play the officer? The just say, officer. like, hey, yeah. Ms. Ms. Ma'am, what were you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh. Ma'am? Hey there, folks. Oh, what are you all, ma'am? Ma'am, what, uh, what all are y'all doing out here? Oh, 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 hi. <laughs> hi, officer. Um, yes, we, uh, we're actually, um, going out to a field to, um, do some gun training um because we are here from los angeles working on a tv show where we're playing See, detectives. we're actors we're actors okay okay so that's that's, that's kind of how it went but it did go into the that little bit of like we're actors and but i love it they kind of they were very nice he was like you were going so fast i can't like just give you a warning i believe there was a do you know how fast you were going and then he told you he told you how fast and and what was the what was your line that's that's too fast. <laughs> you're like, oh no, you're that. that's that you immediately cop to you're like, yeah, that's too fast. That's way too fast. That is such a good it, it shows you know what? It shows accountability. Yeah. You're like, for what it's worth, I agree with yeah. you. Like we're on the same it's team too fast. here. We agree. Way too fast. <laughs> way too fast. That is way it too is, fast. <laughs> that is a little bit troublesome though when you open with we're going out to an empty field and then guns. Gun training. And like, Whoa. Um, that's what we, yeah. I was trying to be like, no, we have a purpose for driving this fast out here. We're, we're, we're doing something, uh, we're, we're doing our work today. And then our because work, we're, yeah. we're, we're, you see officer, officer, we, we are portraying your brothers and sisters in the blue. Cause we're, we're trying to pretend to be cops. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm going to let you two speedy Gonzalez geniuses go do your work. <laughs> geniuses. Portraying me and my people. Geniuses, oh thank God. you for throwing that in there, Dude. Rachel. I, I'm I'm being my character, the cop in this. Oh, one. oh, got it. Okay, like, thank you. Oh my God, no, you thanks. Guys We're gonna go well, on. I'm a total toolbox. One time, I got pulled over, and the officer said, uh, "Ma'am, you uh, you didn't stop long enough at that stop sign." And I said the dumbest two words any human can say after that, which are, "What stop sign?" <laughs> <laughs> this is the last thing you should ever say. Look, ever. We're I was like, oh. we're both you know really what, honest, Rachel. You know what I found is I really, just... really helpful? What? When the copper hands you the ticket to sign, it's really helpful if you say, and who should I make this out to? <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Tim. That's good. Guys, really I've been learning a lot on this podcast. Uh, 
Okay, we have a few more fan questions. And Ready? then Maggie, oh, when we're done, before we totally done, I have a new segment. Oh, Roger, I'm fan thrilled. Questions. I love this. Okay, I'm so excited. Okay, when there are food restaurant scenes, do you actually eat the food? You guys had a restaurant scene, Rachel. Um, or are there are they props? Uh, I will answer this question for all of us, as I think we can all uh, know and imagine that is all real food. They usually ask Almost you when always. you sign up for a job. Yes, like, do you have any allergies? Is there anything that you can't eat? This, that, and the other. But I am not a committed enough actor to ever eat much of the food. Same. Like you will see me taking conspicuously small bites of food because you can't talk with that much food in your mouth. I mean, I can't sell it anyway. Do you guys eat the food? Um, sometimes. Okay. If it's like, if it's like a good punctuation to a line or the scene to take a bite or a drink, but for the most part, no, because there's also continuity, which is like, to to anyone who doesn't know, I think we've talked about it on the show, but like it just means that every take, uh, your hand, your hair, like you're chewing, all of that kind of needs to be sort of in the same place. And I can't, that's the part that I can't, if, I, if I'm thinking about that, then I'm not really in, like I'm not thinking about the scene. So it's just easier for me sometimes to just fake eat or use it as So a, damn a, professional. <laughs> oh, Tim, you got, you, you went fully back with that. Because anyone blow up your, your oh, ears. Thank you. But uh, I love yeah. that, Tim. So you're the actor who's like gonna need more of this. Like, just bring it in. <laughs> but um, no, Ra- Rachel really gave, gave a great professional uh, professional actor note of you take tiny bites. Tiny little bites. Tiny bites. And sometimes tiny there's bites. a really gross. I mean, it's so gross. There's a spit bucket nearby. It's it's gross. Ah, <sighs> spit bucket. I can't, I can't spit. Bucket. I can't. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. People do it and they do it and they're proud and it's great and I wish I could be them, but I can't do I can't I can't do the spit bucket. Take me out of the scene and just the visual. Uh-uh. What is what is the next question? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, we're moving on. How many claw clips are in Juliet's hair <laughs> in the first scene? LOL. I love that whoever asked that asked uh, the LOL. I have no idea. I'm gonna just guess a rough number. Did anyone catch it? Apparently there are way too many, and that's why they're teasing me. Because then you got to put a helmet I think on, I know so I don't know how that happened. Exactly. You have a lot. You have a lot of hair. You have a voluminous hair. hair. It takes a lot of claw clips. A- I bet you were at six minimum. And this season, you really started. This season of hair really started pulling it back too. So yeah, there were there were many claw clips throughout the episode. I should have been sponsored by a claw clip company. Okay. Does anyone in the cast have their pilot's license? <gasps> you want to hear something crazy? I literally just called about flying lessons the other day. Really? I don't know that I'm going to do it, but I, this is funny. Yeah. And I, that was the the rest of that story. Um, you mentioned that the other day, and I still have yet to speak to you about this. Because it was like yeah. really quick in passing. I was like, hey, wait, what? I'm in like this weird, want to try everything, curious about everything, throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. That's so cool. What else have you been throwing at the Horseback wall? Horseback riding is my current, is my little current thing. I mean, honestly, even from like us starting this podcast and like doing some just things other than acting, I guess, like just mm-hmm. seeing what, I don't know. Um, That's podcasting the shit out it's of things. So easy podcasting to do. the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Thanks, thanks. It's so easy to just run in the same sort of track all the time. I'm very impressed. I feel like I'm always asking my kids to like try new things and I am very guilty of not doing that myself. I'm very impressed that you're doing that. That's so sweet. And but you also have kids. So like that you're busy. Yeah, it's not it's not an excuse. I should practice what I preach and you're walking the walk. So <laughs> good for you. See? And I would trust and if you become a pilot. Can I ask you about the extra sounds? I, oh my God, I would be honored. I would be honored. She's really gotten, I mean, Tim, she just jumped right in. All we do, we compliment each other. Everybody is just, we're we're learning from each other. This has like been one of our favorite. Oh, wait, hang on. I told you this would be one done. of the best podcast episodes ever. This has been <gasps> really top, top. This is top, top, Rachel. Okay. Oh my God, you guys, make sure they leave that in. Oh, Devin, leave it in. It, and it, but it, we're, we Never don't just have it. to. It's actually true. Um, hold on. How long do you wait to introduce your parents, uh, in a relationship interest? This is our last fan question. What, wow. That's, I think that depends on the relationship. Maybe. What would you do, Maggie? I feel like, I feel like when there is, it's interesting. I feel like I early, like in my early dating days, like when I was younger or whatever, there would have been 
a like a real rush to do that. And mm. and I also think that in that because of that, I feel like I've learned that like maybe I want to be clear on the status before I enter that person into this part of my life. And so I guess if that status is clear, then 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 there's that that's a good step to take. Is that what yeah. do you think? What do you do? That makes total sense to me. I think my own personal reasons, it's like, I think that on the surface, the reason that we introduce uh, people we're dating to our parents is because you're like, you know what? This person is important to me. Mm. My family is important to me. Mm-hmm. My family would want to know who I'm spending this time mm-hmm. with on the surface. But my sneaky reason is I want to know if they're weird and I can't tell. <laughs> like, I want to know. <laughs> oh, that's I want a, them, that's I good. Want, <laughs> I'm sorry. I need, I don't trust myself all the time anymore. I, I need to know. Right. I'm like, like they leave the room and I'm like, so what do we think? What's oh, I love that. I, I can't help it. I love that. So I would say I probably would introduce, provided I didn't seem presumptuous because I would be self-conscious about seeming that way. Mm, that's also you know yeah, like I mean? giving away like, oh, we're at this like level of like, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Right. Right. I so, hear you. I don't know. Tim, Tim. was the... <laughs> Lovely woman who I saw to the side of your screen when we signed on your wife. That was so. Jesus, I haven't dated in thirty years, so I don't have any answer to this question. We, but do you remember how long until you met the parents? Um, let me see. It would have been um, because my folks at the time were in Seattle, and I met Allison in LA. It just kind of depended on when they were down here. Uh, no, that's not true because I was working in Seattle, and Allison came up to join me. So it had been. Um, I think we'd been dating for at least a year before um, we happened to be in the same seat as my parents. That's good. That's solid. That's solid. That's good. They're like, Tim's dating this L.A. woman. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who your parents are. I'm sure they're wonderful. I love love your take on that, though. You guys, that's our episode. We Wait, did, I, I, have, I have my new feature. Oh, that's right. We got to go th- tell us the segment. Yeah. Okay, it's it's right after the um, – sorry if you all have time. It's still um, – I'm going to tag this off onto fan questions from now on. So it's it's a, co- it's a co-host question to my guest. Oh. I'm going to start asking the guests. I'm going to write this down so I get the wording right. What is your favorite Sutton Place celebrity sighting? Oh my gosh! Which could be, um, could have been in the lobby, could have been in the, in Gerard's, could have been in the gym, because all I, our guests have at some point stayed at the Sutton. Conan O'Brien. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Also, because there's no mystery about it. It's not like is that like it's Conan, it's Conan O'Brien. O'Brien, right? Like for sure. But I don't know. Were we to answer that today, or were you just announcing that's going to be a new segment? Oh, that was my I nose. So I was asking right Rachel. That's a good. That's a good segment. Um. I think I have two answers for this question, and I don't. I don't want to take too long, uh, so I'll just tell you the first one really quick. I ran into it was tw- twenty years to the week uh, again. Gabriel Mann. I don't know if you guys know of the course. actor Gabe Mann. Um, he's a, yeah, of course. Gabe's wonderful. He's on everything. When I remember because I was turning twenty as we made Josie and the Pussycats, oh, yes. and I was turning twenty when I made the love the movie called Love Guaranteed for Netflix, and I just. Open my door in the morning. I hear someone else opening their door. It's like early call time. You just sort of like look up to do the hello neighbor kind of nod. And like, I felt like I had seen a ghost because it was gay man. And it was 20 years to the week. And it blew my mind. The only other story I'll tell you really quick. You could cut it out if this doesn't make sense to anybody. Um, When I was filming Antitrust, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little known movie with Brian Phillippe. It's a big movie. Rachel's done a lot of big movies. Yes. (laughs) It, it's, it's debatable. I was just okay in it. A lot of, that's my whole performance is looking out of the side of my eye. But um, so I was in the bar with Claire Forlani and I remember a very famous hockey player who I will leave his name out of it, but I don't know any hockey player's name, but it was not Wayne Gretzky, was trying to pick up Claire and she's definitely not interested. Like if she likes hockey at all, she's completely hiding it. She is not into this guy. And then she looks up as if she has seen a ghost and she grabs my arm and squeezes it and goes, oh my God, it's Tony Danza. And she was so <laughs> excited to see Tony Danza. Oh my God, that's so good. That's a really good and story. She, it was so, it was just like, oh my God, her like just so upper crust, beautiful British accent oh. playing that is burnt, burned in my brain. I love, those are good. That's a really good story. Those are good. Yeah, thank you. I love it. So, Tim. Tim, 
Uh, I mean, I've got, I think probably my favorite over the years is, um, well, my very first was John Hurd in the, uh, in Gerard. Mm. Sitting next to John Hurd having a drink. And I think Lucy Lawless was there, who I I already knew. So I who? think she introduced me to John. Lucy Lawless. Oh, Lucy Lawless, of But course. Lucy was yeah. a friend of mine by then. So she introduced me to John. But then I think my favorite sort of random, totally random, was seeing David Diggs in the uh, gym. And I'd already oh, seen yeah. Hamilton at the time. Did you say something? Oh, absolutely. Because I, I have no, I'm a total dork. And I was like, oh my God, you're silly. It's fucking David Diggs. No, I was, I was, um, I think I mildly made him uncomfortable. He's like, dude, look, I just trying to get a workout in. <laughs> That's a small so he did gym not too. Say that, but so I, it's like you got. It's a very really intimate gym. It's too intimate. It's like it's crazy. Um, okay, Rachel, you're like this was I, Tim. I mean, I, this was one of our favorite episodes. Honestly, this was guys, so fun. That means the world to me. That means the world to me. Thank dynamite. you so much for having me. Wow like circle back into the psych world to, to talk to you about wow. it. And thank you for, um, yeah, inviting me to be part of your family again after all these I'm years. So glad we, so we got you. I'm so glad congratulations to you, yes. you guys on your success wow. with this podcast thank and all you. of the movies and everything. I am total psycho and your fan for life. We got to see Abigail again. That I feel like that has to come back around and so we can all actually have a scene together. But you were such a big part of it, and 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 I feel like so much of the relationship stuff between the characters and Sean, and the will they or won't they, and like it's just set up so much. And you were so great, and we are just so happy you would do this and talk to us and like hang out today and all that. Thrilled is the word. Thrilled is the word. Thrilled is the word. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, and good luck with all of your many adventures. Please be so careful in that plane, Maggie. Don't don't scare. <laughs> Don't oh scare God. me like okay, that. Okay, all right. I'm gonna. I'm knocking on something, and okay, I'll send good. you a voice note of any weird noises I hear. Rachel, thank you again. This was dynamite. Thank you, truly. Anything you need, ever, please do. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the show. We loved having you as a guest. And as always, thank you for listening to The Psychologists Are In. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. And check out our Patreon for full videos of the episodes and more at patreon.com slash psychologists are in. We will see you next week where we will talk about season four, episode three, High Noonish. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.